This week, yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon, we watch Die Hard 2, Die Harder. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And this week, uh, we are finally going back to the Bruce Willis well by digging in. That's right. With Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Doesn't die that hard. No, in fact, I would argue he doesn't die. I would argue he does. <laughs> I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah. Sure, that's a fair point. Yeah, it's probably fair. I will say the people that he kills die pretty hard. Yes. But I don't think they die any harder than the people he killed in the first movie. You're it's right. hard to die harder than dropped off the top of the Nakatomi Tower. True. I mean, that, that impact true. has to be serious. Yeah, if we're talking uh, dying hard, reaching terminal velocity <laughs> is about the hardest you can get. No, no, no. Terminal velocity is a different movie. You're right. That's the Charlie Sheen drop zone knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, remember the chase? I do. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. no further follow-up. Cool. It will now pass as vaguely as it came to me. It's just every now and then I like to check in with the cultural reach of the chase. It's pretty shallow. I think it's just the three of us. And maybe Charlie Sheen. Yeah. No, that's bananas. Charlie Sheen has sex with a lady in a car driving to Mexico. Yeah. Also... <laughs> Also, it has Anthony Kiedis and Flea as rednecks. Nice! (laughs) And Henry Rollins as a cop. Even better. I want more Henry Rollins. I would like also like more Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins Rollins was like the better Joe Rogan that we never got. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because unlike Joe Rogan, who chose to express his meathead macho bullshit in contact sports and therefore was concussed into becoming a giant asshole. Uh, Henry Rollins transferred all his meathead macho bullshit into punk rock and heavy metal music and also stand-up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Spoken word shows and heavy metal. Also, I can't wait for... American hero, Henry Rollins. uh, All the angry people to get mad that I was mean to Joe Rogan. Yeah. I mean, I like Joe Rogan in news radio. And I kind of like the guy. But I don't think people should be listening to him like he's a thought leader. No. Like, it's fine that he's got a podcast and he lets people meander through their weird, weird bullshit and largely agrees with them. But... Just like, maybe the people he has meander through their weird bullshit shouldn't be Elon Musk or (laughs) the head of the Proud Boys. Ooh, or Alex Jones. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you can be a little more selective with your guests there, buddy. (laughs) In this marketplace of ideas. So Die Hard 2 begins, like all movies do, with Naked Tai Chi. Yeah! <laughs> True. There is a couple of little dumb bullshit things of John McClane just wandering around an airport. And getting a oh, parking yeah, and getting ticket. getting a parking ticket. Blah, blah, blah. By the way, John McClane's in an airport this time. We're Die Hard in an airport. Yeah, That's right. Die Hard in an airport, people. Yes, he... Get on board. He, he gets his uh, car not only ticketed, but... Towed away. Yeah. I think it's his mother-in-law's mother-in-law's car. car. Yes, yeah. yeah. A ticket in and towed away at an airport uh, on the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah. Which also, 
as the events of this movie unfold, does anyone check in with his mother-in-law? No. 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 Knows that both her daughter and son-in-law are at this airport on this flight? No. No, we don't even check in with the kids. At least the first Die Hard let us check in with the kids every now and then. Yeah, but they partially let us check in with the kids by sending that asshole reporter to their house to film them, and he was stuck on the plane. You're right. There was no asshole reporter on the ground. Right. They only had a good reporter on the ground. Guys, remember in the 90s when we only had one asshole reporter, and if he was indisposed, well, that was it. (laughs) Sorry. That poor asshole reporter was just on a caravan traveling the country, (laughs) being an asshole wherever he was needed. His name was Mike Wallace, and he did a hell of a lot of good. (laughs) Son of Jim, the asshole reporter's in town. Quick, get your stories. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. I love the idea of Mike Wallace traveling from town to town like the Incredible Hulk on the old <laughs> yeah. TV show. And asshole and just, journalism. And just like walking He's just up just on the people. back of a hay truck. Yeah. yeah. And just exposing corruption wherever he goes <laughs> in the most self-serving manner possible. <laughs> the whole not... time just being followed by tick, 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 tick. I was about to say, man, this show exists and it's called 60 Minutes from the 70s. God damn it, I miss Andy Rooney. He was so cranky about soup. And pants. And melons. And the youth. That's true. (laughs) That's it. Those are the four things. Everything else, he unequivocally loved. (laughs) Uh, So Die Hard 2 uh, begins, yeah, John McClane gets a ticket, his car gets towed, mother-in-law's car gets towed. Uh, He's at the airport, he's waiting to pick up his wife, Holly. She's flying back from L.A. He is, uh, uh, they're in Washington, D.C. for reasons? I I guess that's that's where where the mother-in-law lives, I think. Because why else would he have her car unless he just carjacked her in L.A.? Yeah, and I think he says that the the kids are at their mother-in-law, at the in-laws. Yes, that's right. Eating too much sugar, so it's like Christmas at the in-laws. Gotcha. Uh, So, uh, yeah. Which is my favorite Christmas with the Crank sequel. Yeah. (laughs) If I had to pick one. Sure, Christmas with the in-laws. So, uh, meanwhile... Uh, in a hotel room, we get a pretty great exposition scene, which is a newscast about General uh, Esperanza. 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 So every time they said his name, I thought they were talking about that made-up universal language that Esperanto. William Shatner did yeah. the movie in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Esperanza. And got real excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while they're explaining that General Esperanto has been captured in the uh, the country of Valverde, which is where a commando happens. You know it. Uh there's no William Sadler's doing naked Tai Chi. Yeah. yeah. And like sometimes you, you can see the tip of his penis. You sure can. And, and this is forceful about this Tai Chi, too. Mm-hmm. There is a very specific brand of 90s male nudity where they're like, all right, I'll do a nude scene, but I ain't getting an all over tan. You're getting all the boxer short tan lines, <laughs> buddy. Fuck yeah, man. I will Gotta say. Make sure we know he's a real man, not some Frenchie. Out there laying nude on a beach. If there was one action star where it's like, all right, sir, time to do your nude scene. Oh, speedo lines. No. <laughs> no, it's, it, you gotta let it be. So yeah. that you know he's like a real American. And the, well, and this is how we know that he's the bad guy, is that he doesn't have an all-over tan. Yeah. You'll notice Jean-Claude Van Damme always all-over tan. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme noted very close to proximity Frenchie. <laughs> True. Very true. No, I would definitely still be intimidated by naked Jean-Claude Van Damme or naked Bear Grylls, but that doesn't mean either of those people are Americans. (laughs) What are you talking about? Jean-Claude Van Damme only plays Americans (laughs) and or French Canadians. And or. And or. (laughs) Whatever let him wear the most denim. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, after after all the Quebecois uh, killed all the beaver, the only thing left were the denim monsters. <laughs> right. The great denim trolls of northern Canada must be slain for jackets and pants and socks and underwear and shirts. That's the movie. Hats. That's the movie I'm now writing in quarantine. <laughs> denim troll. Denim troll. Canada's... Canada's answer to Denmark's great indie film. That's right. And it's just three 1870s fur trappers <laughs> punching the shit out of walking jeans and jorts. Yeah. But oh, in the it. fucking Klondike and shit. <laughs> I hope you corn Cornelius is in it. He's the star. <laughs> he would have to be, legally speaking. Oh. Yeah, and now, but this is post Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, so he's friends with the Bumble, and he uses the Bumble <laughs> as like his sidekick. Yeah. It's like a Brotherhood of the Wolf thing. Yeah, like the Bumble <laughs> does all the karate. He's the one who beats up all the jeans. I love it. I love it. Like they're walking around, and he's like, Well, Bumble, what's that over there? <laughs> so it these... looks like all a sentient pair of Levi 101. I, I, got, I have, to... <laughs> I have to play the producer here and start asking some questions to make sure this is thought out enough. Of course. Are they like creatures whose fur is like reminiscent of denim or is it like Onward where it's just a pair of pants walking around? I have not seen Onward but if that is the case in Onward then it's going to be the monsters with skin made out of denim. Because it was definitely going to be just walking shorts and pants. Yeah. Yeah. But if if you're telling me that that exists in a movie already. Yeah. Yeah. Well we need the denim troll anyway. You're right. He's got to be a big monster made of denim. Yeah. And he's all fringed in places. Imagine imagine one of the Jaegers from Pacific Rim but made of denim. (laughs) Denim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm into it. Ooh. And you just gotta come at them with a pair of Fiskers. Now, yeah. are these. But are you these... can't let them break out their guitars because they'll, uh, like, siren song you with John Denver tunes. That's no true. way, man. They're, remember, they're from Canada. It's BTO or nothing, Ooh, baby. All right, Ooh, all right. Or uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, yeah, come on. Oh, yeah, little that's right. Gold. Yeah, a little Trans Canadian Railroad. Just walk up and. Three in parts, there. 12 minutes. Good so song. Is this gonna be like a Men in Black kind of situation where, like, the average person is not aware of the denim trolls? Or is it gonna be, like, a small town? Set by denim trolls. Uh, I think this is going to be probably more of the uh, uh, everybody is aware of it because we wear their skins. Well, then we're going to need to have like an outsider come into this village who's like, I don't believe in denim trolls. Oh, that'll be like the one American guy who's the yeah. real hero of the movie, by yeah. the way. And you're right. played by Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Ooh, noted leather enthusiast. Exactly. That gives him somewhere to go with his character. Right, right. right. Because by the end of the movie, he graduates from leather <laughs> to, to denim. Yeah, after his many kills. Guys, guys, this is solid <laughs> fucking gold. And it needs to be written immediately. Yeah, let's burn this podcast so that no one can steal our thought idea. In in one month, we're going to have a mini-sode that's just a reading of my script for Denim Trolls. I'm into it. Now, can we communicate with the Denim Trolls, or are they just like... Pure bestial entities. Pure bestial entities. They're, sure. It's like a yeah. it's like a beaver or a bear or any other kind of animal you would skin for fur. Gotcha. Nah. Gotcha. Nah. They just happen to be made of denim. And are they, are trolls. They, but there's like there is it like deadliest catch where like you sign up to hunt the denim trolls, you know you might not come back. Yes. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. It's gotta be. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yukon Cornelius doesn't go on low stakes enterprises. <laughs> yeah, this is some Hudson Bay shit, buddy. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm in. Are mm. they? I'm. I'm assuming the denim trolls are nocturnal because having them during the daytime. 
unless we want to go for like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of vibe where it's horror and daylight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely like yeah. a Devil's Rejects kind of sure. thing. Sure. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, give me some money. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> let's, let's make this fucking happen. This is and gold. Their, and their teeth are those rivets that they put yeah, yeah. by the pockets. <laughs> definitely. And they can spit them at you like bullets. Yeah. Now, are we but they can't different... open their mouths until they unzip them. Yeah. So we're going to have different, like, like there's the, the skinny jean uh, trolls. Yeah, And yeah. there's the cargo trolls. Yeah, and yeah. the overall trolls. The carpenter trolls. The acid wash troll. The straight up just denim jacket troll. There's the troll that walks around with, like, holes in its knees. Yeah. Who's going to be, like, the boss troll, though? Who is going to be the ur-troll that they all have to, like, unite against oh, in the mind? Oh, it's Brett Favre. Ooh, it's just ooh. Brett Favre oh, that's wearing, a good a, one. wearing a pair of Levi's. Oh, so that's is brilliant. He, well, is he a and troll, he, or has he just gone native? He's gone native. He's like the Kurtz of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just Brett Favre throwing fucking Hail Marys at guys. They just, they've got to go to Prince Edward Island, where Joe Favre is holed up with his trolls. <laughs> yeah, Brett Favre. Is just hanging out, fucking gunslinging footballs over the place, yeah. and then every now and then he stops to go the horror, and then he and then he takes a picture of his dick and sends it to somebody unsolicited. Nice, like Brett Favre does. Yeah. He's also hooked on bikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is brilliant. I go to kickstarter.com slash give me your yeah. money for trolls. So thanks for listening to this episode about Die Hard 2. Uh, <laughs> we're all of a sudden busy and uh, tune in next week. Uh, so yeah, uh, John... You know what I'm seeing for this movie? Five act structure. That's right, a revenge opera. <laughs> I'm going to dig up Wagner and have yeah, him right? rewrite the music. I was about to say, we're going to get the Rhine Maidens up in this shit. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Die Hard 2, <laughs> uh, there's some naked Tai Chi, this drug dealer general guy from Valverde, which is where Commando takes place, uh, has been captured, and he's on a military plane being flown into D.C. to be put into military custody, while a man does naked Tai which, Chi. I gotta say, geopolitically speaking, I don't know why America is trying the war crimes of a foreign national. <laughs> John, it is 1990. Oh, that's true. We were the people's court. Yes, yeah, we were. Right. Yeah, we were. We still had Ed Koch in it. Yeah. <laughs> like right up there at the UN, you bring in like Slobodan Milosevic and there was Ed Koch. Uh, I think this is 90. I think we're still firmly Wapner era. Oh, yeah. All right. Good old Wapner. Yeah. A lot of classic watch TV Wapner. judges. <laughs> uh, I was just... Now that Judy's retiring, I'm betting on Hatchet to be the big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. So I, uh, I watched this documentary recently called Finders Keepers. It is about a guy who gets in a plane accident, loses his leg, gets his leg back from the hospital because he's going to have it mummified and turned into a memorial for his dad who died in the plane accident. But... He doesn't have time to do anything with it, so he puts it in a smoker, and he puts it in his storage locker. Oh, Forgets no. to pay the rent on the storage locker, <laughs> somebody buys the storage locker, opens up a smoker, he's got a mom of five foot. That's where the movie begins. <laughs> it ends when the whole thing is taken care of by, I shit you not, Judge Mathis. Nice! I love Judge Mathis! 
He's tough but fair. Super. And from Chicago. That's yeah. right. Yeah, Chicago's uh, so own. I, I highly recommend watching Finders Keepers. Fantastic wackadoo like Mountain Williams running loose in that yeah, thing. Yeah, no, nice. I cannot wait to meet the guy who will not give back the foot. Yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, he's <laughs> the worst. <laughs> nah, man, it's my foot. <laughs> it, that's literally yeah. what he says. Legally, I paid for it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're in Washington Airport. John McClane gets a, a page on his beeper, so he tries to get a phone, and he calls Holly on her airphone. Public airphone. That's right. Yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't even have the public airphone because she's at her seat, right? Oh, okay, I guess so. Because she's, she's just got sitting her own there. Private doing it. Yeah. airphone in coach of all places. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we thing- should just uh, go ahead and say that, like, holy shit, flying in the 90s looks like so much fun. Oh, There's nothing but legroom. Yep. Yeah. And cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Every plane in the movie has, like, a eight fucking eight inches of fog just, <laughs> yeah, right? like, hanging there. Yeah. But, like, the overhead compartment literally goes into the aisle. Yeah. Man, you could fit your fucking checked baggage in that somba, bitch. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could put a fucking person up there right? there's no gate security whatsoever they None. just let you on the plane with your ticket and a little pat on the keister you're good to go yeah good times didn't even have to use an id to buy yeah nope i never flew pre-9-11 really yeah i didn't never I, I, I only ever flew post 9-11 where it has been just a horrible shit show yeah so i flew a few times pre-9-11 the the what was really weird was i flew up to school uh, over the summer before I started college in Canada for like a, a week-long summer program. So I flew up there, flew back. Everything was great. Like my mom was able to walk me up literally to, to the, the gate. gate. Yeah. Uh, and then get off and uh, meet me at the gate, the whole thing. The next time I came home was post 9-11 and that was for Christmas. And oh boy, we drove back and shit was bananas. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, I love that now during the pandemic, just fucking take as many fluids as you want. Just please fly on our plane. Yeah, yeah do whatever right. you want. <laughs> like, all of those restrictions are just gone. Bring yeah. a lighter. Bring a knife. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if you sit on the pilot's lap, he'll let you pretend like you're flying like a real big boy pilot. Come on. This week's Southwest flight from Chicago to New Mexico will have a secretariat fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> Uh, that's how bad fucking content has gotten. Recently, I think it was ESPN did a virtual uh, like Kentucky Derby oh, yeah. featuring horses from throughout the ages. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can definitely watch all of your favorite or some of your favorite baseball players play MLB The Show yes. uh-huh. on like Twitch. Uh, there's yeah. also uh, NASCAR is all done yeah. on like whatever EA's NASCAR game is. They yep. sure are. They yeah. sure yep. are. Tennis is coming back though, so uh, look forward to tennis. And golf. Cool. Yeah, so excited. Favorite sports ever. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just hoping that the NFL, uh, the NBA's Disney Dome idea happens. What's the Disney Dome? So that's going to be all the NBA teams go down to Orlando. <laughs> Each team is put in their own hotel or wherever. They're not allowed to do anything except hang out there. And then when it's their time to play, <laughs> go to the fucking sports complex there. They get to play a game for no fans. And then they have to go back to their hotel and sit in their room. And I can't wait for more basketball. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's going to be like a middle school sports tournament. Yeah. 
Yeah. You just, yeah. Just with, with stuck more, in a hotel for like a really long weekend and all you get to do is play. Yeah. More dunks though. At least your mom's not there. True. There's gonna be a lot yeah. of fucking. That's well, true. Assuming they let prostitutes into the NBA dome. Oh, eh, they yeah, will. They yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> how did you guys get coronavirus with no fans? <laughs> Why do you, so many of you have gonorrhea? <laughs> Specifically one strain of gonorrhea. Yeah, yeah, right. Why do you all look so relieved? <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, John McClane, they have a talk. Uh, blah 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 and he sees uh, then he's sitting having an I'm assuming an orange Julius because he's hanging out in an airport it's yeah. that or a cinnamon no he's having a goddamn cigarette you're yeah. right since the 90s <laughs> oh did you remember when orange Julius had cigarettes <laughs> yeah they were orange flavored oh they were delicious you know what you know what hot tip from if you ever come across an orange Julius <laughs> Which is smoke it. <laughs> I was gonna say skip the orange Julius, get the chocolate Julius. Oh yeah, that's where Ooh. it's at. Ah, who knew? I did. I've never been to an orange Julius. They're virtually impossible to find yeah, now. True. You pretty much have to go to a Dairy Queen because they owned Orange Julius oh. and they'll make Orange Julius products. But try finding a Dairy Queen yeah. in a city. That's they exist either. only in the suburbs. Feel like I've seen an orange Julius over by DePaul. But I don't think it's still there. No. There is definitely one Dairy Queen in Chicago that I know of. Nice. And it's on uh, Southport and uh, Byron, I think. Over oh, there. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's over by Toons. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They do Orange Julius stuff there, though. Nice. Every now and then I'll get an Orange Julius. And then I but then I get the big one, and then I'm like, oh, why did I get the big one? <laughs> this is just thick, milky orange juice. I don't like this. <laughs> See you in 12 months. Yeah, right? <laughs> when you forget. 12 months later, I'd like an extra large Orange Julius, please. To Only- quench my thirst. <laughs> One straw. It's for me only. <laughs> they hand over the half gallon of Orange Julius. And then you take that sip and you're like, ooh, done. Oh, no. <laughs> That's it's... why they don't give out free samples. Because you, you would have your craving satiated right immediately. There. Yeah, they should just charge $4 for a shot of an Orange Julius. <laughs> That'd be enough. It's the Guinness of fruit drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Every glass is a meal. <laughs> So die hard too. You also have to let it rest mid-pour. That's right. Yeah. Or the foam gets too out of control. Uh, so, die hard too. <laughs> John McClane smoking a cigarette in the airport as you do in the 90s. He sees a couple of nefarious dudes with nefarious dude jackets. Now, oh, and a nefarious dude present? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's kind of hard to go back to this movie in a lot of ways. In our current uh, political climate of... An off-duty police officer just inserting himself into strangers' business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah didn't happen and anymore. then getting real trigger happy about <laughs> it. Yeah, he <sighs> he he chases these guys into like a weird back, uh, the weird like backstage lugging a- luggage area. Yeah, it's yeah. the droid factory that they have in every airport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Where do you think the airports are getting all their droid decals? It's just all steam and bags and <laughs> and conveyor belts. It's what I imagine the back, the 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 behind the the counter at service merchandise was like. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and so he chases them back there. He tells someone to go get the airport cops, and he's like, "Hey guys, 
you need to show me ID. And they're like, here's my ID, guns. So then we get our first firefight in the yeah. luggage area. John McClane manages to kill one of them. Uh, the other one escapes. Yeah. Uh, the other one, by the way, played by uh, director of the movie Glitter, starring Mariah Carey, Vondi Curtis Hall. Oh, nice. Also, longtime uh, uh, regular on Chicago Hope, the, dare I say, best hospital show. Whoa. Fuck you, ER. Whoa. You can kiss my ass. Whoa. Everything you did, Chicago Hope did first, plus they had a Mandy Patinkin and he sang. Yeah, but ER did have a uh, fucking George Clooney. Short hair George Clooney. Short hair, dark hair George Clooney. Yeah. That's true. But he started off as long hair George Clooney. Absolutely. And then got the Caesar cut. And then everybody was like, give me man bangs. Yeah, yeah. He, he rocked that Caesar cut pretty well, though. And then we all wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we forgot about it, but then Russell Crowe showed up in Gladiator was like, yeah. remember? <laughs> it's a and good I was like, guy. I do remember. Yeah. Maybe it was one of those. And then what? Like seven years after that, they do Hail Caesar, starring George Clooney in, you guessed it, Caesar Cut. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Nobody also, asked for it, though. A no. Solid movie, though. Yeah. It's not bad. It's good. I love the uh, Channing Tatum like dance. The tap dance is yeah. fantastic. Oh, so <laughs> no dames. Uh... And also, Alden Ehrenreich is great in the movie. He's like the weird cowboy. He's just a dumb singing cowboy. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, John McClane murders a guy. And then he gets taken to the head of the airport police. Dennis Franz. Yeah. <laughs> playing Carmine Lorenzo. Yeah. Now, I want to point Two out something. Two first names. No room for your bullshit. Here's something I want to point out. That we've seen Dennis Franz's ass on national television? Yeah, it is worth remembering. Uh, that too. Hey, <laughs> NYPD could work blue. Yeah, buddy. Here's the thing. Every cop we've met up until this point has been straight New Yorkers. Yeah. But Dennis Franz cannot be not from Chicago. Hey, you're coming into my airport here. Come on! Well, that's more of a Kennedy. Yeah, it's more yeah. like a Boston, yeah. Oh, man. It's more case. like this. Hey, come on, get out of here, go. okay? And this whole thing... I just got... I just transferred here from Cicero. <laughs> and it's uh... I still got a Portillo's beef in my desk. <laughs> it's uh, me, Mayor Joe Quimby from The Simpsons. I found the magic ticket in my universe, and it made me real. <laughs> <laughs> we playing by last action hero rules now? The only rules that matter. The last action hero rules. <laughs> Uh, Dennis Franz. Oh no, Charles Dance is coming after me. <laughs> Gotta go. So Dennis Franz uh, plays yeah Carmine Lorenzo, the head of the airport police, um, <laughs> who just immediately hates and mistrusts the John McClane. Even John the- McClane, hero cop. Yeah, who who, who? E- everyone knows. Everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. And all he is asking for is you have a crime scene that you need to lock down. How am I supposed to lock it down? It's Christmas time. Yeah, yeah he, he which is a good point. Yeah. yeah, but he goes through a laundry list of all the bullshit that's coming through the airport. Yeah, and it's bananas yeah. the things he's talking it's all about. All the people, the general. He's got a reindeer coming in. <laughs> I used to think that the evi- that that a person dying could be enough to just put a pause on economics for a second, right? So that we could deal with it and then resume back. But uh, current events have taught me otherwise. Oh, man, you should have learned that from Owen Hart. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> they did just continue that wrestling show, didn't they? They sure, they sure did. did. <laughs> they did. They were like, uh, whoops, Owen Hart died now. 
for the next fight. Uh, what's <laughs> really got you all here? Yeah. What's really bananas is nobody knew he died. Yeah. The people there saw it happen, but they didn't know he was dead, well, and they didn't announce it until the next day. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, like you've seen how many people get carted out of a WWE match with a stretcher and a yeah. neck brace. Like who every time mankind fought. Oh my god! Right. So he's got kids. If I was them, I'd be like, I don't know about this either. But you did watch him fall. Yeah. Like, there should have been some clue that that wasn't part of the show. Uh, God damn. Fucking poor Owen Hart, man. Yeah. We're right. gonna bum everyone out. Yeah. <laughs> Not Owen Hart. You, for bringing it up. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so, anyways, Die Hard 2, I guess. <laughs> Carmine Lorenzo won't close a crime scene. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he won't. He's, they, they're literally letting hundreds of just people, reporters, uh baggage handlers just walk through and the I fucking don't know crime scene. what yeah. they're telling the reporters because there were shots fired. <laughs> sure. They don't have to tell the reporters anything. They cart the dead body out in between literally yeah, everybody. everybody. Yeah. But John McClane uh, points out that, you know, the terrorists that were shooting out in your airport, they had a Glock 9. You know what that is? It's a German ceramic gun, so it won't set off your metal detectors. This is never paid off. Ever. Yeah. Nope. Never is there a plane where someone pulls out a Glock 9 and it's impactful in any way. No. no. Absolutely not. You will barely see the bad guys use an actual pistol for the rest of the movie. Yeah. They're pretty much all... mostly guns and... Or uh, grenades and computers. And all those like... uh, I don't know what those guns are, but you see them all the time. Yeah. It's like the half of... It's like a half of an AK-47. Yeah. yeah, It looks like half of an AK-47. Yeah. It's a sawed off AK-47, right? They have those. I mean, Makes I, the spread wider. Yeah, that's right. Which is exactly what you want with an AK-47. <laughs> yeah, well, this thing was a little bit less accurate. <laughs> that's like that gun in Contra that shoots it in a, like a triangle. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the spreader. That thing yeah. rules. There's that one and the one that shoots in like a sign graph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking video games are rad. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, guys, you gotta play Doom Eternal when you get a chance. It fucking rules. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's Doom Eternal? It's the new Doom game. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's then you can play it forever. Hell yeah. So it's like Pac-Man? Yeah. And you get the <laughs> no, BFG? No, no, no. Pac-Man's bullshit, because you get to, what is it, screen 256, and it just fucking crashes? Can't play that shit forever? Oh, yeah. I've definitely made it that far. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's 246 is the screen that's the I think it is screen. 256, though. Because there is... It's either, um, it's, it's either 40 or 56. Hold on. I'm only unsure uh, about the middle digit of this story. Wasn't 256 like an I, uh, a unit of RAM that you used to get? You're a unit of RAM. Oh, fuck you, John. <laughs> <laughs> it is 256. Okay. 256. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there is a uh, there's a an iOS Pac-Man game called oh, Pac-Man yeah. 256. And it's real fucking good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it's like an endless runner Pac-Man. You just go forever. Oh, wow. It's okay. super cool. Right and you can get like upgrades where you can shoot lasers or plant bombs oh, and yeah. shit. Yeah. Nice. And it's got like a real like uh fucking like late 80s kind of neon aesthetic to it that's oh, very nice. cool. Yeah, and you can earn other courses and change the theme and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, anyway, back to Doom Eternal. They've got these demons <laughs> called the Marauder. <laughs> no. no. Carmine Lorenzo tells John McClane to get the fuck out of my office, and then John McClane says, "Hey, tell me, when you walk through the metal detector, what does it detect first? The lead in your ass or the bullshit in your brain?" Which like it's got to be the lead. Lead, right? Sure. Why does he have lead in his ass? 
Because he's, he's a lead ass. Slow. Oh, yeah. okay. You know how people say, get the lead, lead out, out of your ass? Yeah, all right. I guess that's fair. It's not just re- referring to that time of the day where they played two Led Zeppelin songs on the radio. <laughs> that's what I always thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I get the lead out, it means stairway to heaven. It's four o'clock. It's time to get the lead out. <laughs> you need food. Oh, I'm glad to know that that wasn't just a shitty fucking thing that classic rock stations near me did. Nope, that's a shitty thing that all classic rock stations are forced to do. <laughs> well, yeah, by F- Robert Plant at gunpoint. <laughs> the FCC won't let you broadcast if you don't do get the lead out. That's yeah, right. You can't be a classic. That's that's the the uh, the marker of your classic uh, format. Yeah, is that you have get the lead out. And if you're also on Sundays, you have to do breakfast with the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, you do. By law. Yep. Yeah. See, if I was fucking programming shit and some stupid, like, station manager was just, it's gotta be Sunday breakfast with the Beatles. All right, you're getting revolution number nine for four hours, motherfucker. Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna sneak in a little Norwegian wood and then revolution number nine. Yep. Treat, treat people with good morning, good morning at the top, yeah. you know, to yeah. stay on theme, yeah. and then just sun king. You can, you can throw some wild honey pie in there, too. <laughs> Why don't we do it in the road? <laughs> because we'll get dangerous. coronavirus. <laughs> That's true. That's not good for social distancing. Also cars, you're yeah. right. I also don't want to grind on asphalt. <laughs> like, that's not the way you want to do it. True. True. I guess. <laughs> that's... Patrick doesn't like to mix pain with his pleasure. <laughs> You'll never be a Cenobite with that attitude. Uh, Pinhead's never going to come to you for advice. <laughs> Father, what makes today special from all other days? Well, today is the day that Pinhead comes to our home. <laughs> you solve the box. We have come. Come to a world of unspeakable pain and unspeakable pleasure. Of exit 43, just ask for me, Pinhead! <laughs> I am the hell priest of savings. Suck my dick. Of savings. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where do you think those pins end? In his dick. <laughs> All right, nice. cool. They can show it. That's the one thing that like they never get too explicit about. Like he's they're very much always talking about the flesh and the pleasure and the pain. But he's never just like touch my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is so beyond our earthly kinks. You're right. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. you've got once you're putting pins in your head. You're right. Because at no point is he just like, rub my nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, if there were any flesh left on those nipples to rub, I would be shocked. You're right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, So, John McClane, I don't know, a bunch of stuff happens. (laughs) Yeah. Terrorists basically shut down all the stuff at the airport while John McClane is talking to Fred Thompson. Yeah, the Fred Thompson. Of Law and Order and Republicans fame. Hey, don't forget Hunt for Red October. That's right. I don't know what else he's been in, but every time he turns up, I'm glad to see him. Hunt for Red October 2, hunting season. Yeah. Yep. That would be cool. Yeah, Yeah, a little Crimson Tide action. Fucking Alec Baldwin just like, oh, same shit, different day, am I right, fellas? Oh, yeah, Alec Baldwin. (laughs) The the (laughs) best Jack Ryan. Of course. He's better than John Krasinski, I'll tell you I that mean, much right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not better than Ben Affleck, though, weirdly enough. 
Weirdly, Ben Affleck was okay at it. Yeah. Right. No, it wasn't. It's one of the less good movies. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's also tough because, I mean, everybody loves Morgan Freeman, but he's replacing James Earl Jones and it's sure. not quite the same. Yeah. yeah. That's also true. Uh, so, it's yeah. a dickhead president that I can't place. In some of all fears. Oh, God. I don't remember. I can't oh, remember. Uh, that was uh, James Cromwell. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Zephyrin Cochran himself? Hell yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah. I'm looking it up. I want to know now. <laughs> I mean, he's a good, like, dickhead president. That guy's worthless in that movie. Like all great 80s action movies. I was thinking about that while we were watching this movie. Is that federal bureaucracy sucks. Your local and state bureaucracy suck. All you have is rugged individuals. Yeah. This is goddamn America. Yeah. In fact, later on in the movie... Uh, <clears throat> It, it, like an army brass will call Carmine Lorenzo the very worst thing a human being could possibly be called in the 90s. Get this bureaucrat yeah. That's right. out of my face. That's right. Yeah. And it was James Cromwell. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good. Yeah. Old Summy Fear himself. Yeah. <laughs> President of Summy Fear. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, these terrorists, uh, not even terrorists, they're ex-military, current military. It's... Unclear. Well, it's a little of both. Yeah, the mercs, we'll find mercs. that out later, but in the beginning, we just have mercs. Yeah, so these uh, mercs shut down everything at the airport, and they contact Fred Thompson. They're like, don't try to fix it. We're going to take this plane. It's going to land here, and then you have to give us a plane so we can take this guy and get out of here. Yeah. Meanwhile... Which seems like an unnecessary extra step. You can cool. just take the plane what they dropped off the disgraced general in. Yeah, you got to get him to refuel it, though. Yeah. He well, doesn't specifically sure. ask Plus, that other plane to be fueled. They also need to leave that plane behind so that the CIA can still offload all their coke. <laughs> like, Please. the general is not the only thing buddy, on his plane. Buddy, the CIA ain't flying their coke to Dulles. They're fucking riverboating it up to Florida, buddy. <laughs> Miami yeah. is t- processing that into crack as we speak. <laughs> yeah, good old Miami. Maybe Don Johnson will stop him just in time. Oh man, one can only hope. I can feel it. Don Johnson just punches cocaine monsters all over the place. That's right. Sequel. That's right. It's Coke Troll starring Philip Michael Hall and Don Johnson. It's a hundred years later. Don Johnson is the descendant of Yukon Cornelius. No one cares about denim. It's everywhere. It's being grown in labs. But now the Coke Troll are coming from Colombia and only one man can stop them. Crockett. Yeah. <laughs> With punches. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. Well, because when you punch them, the wind picks up the cocaine and scatters it at sea. Yeah, if you shoot them, they just have little weird holes. Yeah. yeah fine. Then you gotta dig your bullets out of that cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta get them back. <laughs> Uh, Boss, what can I do? It's got all my bullets. South Florida's not full of ammo drops, John. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. I was going to say, hard to disagree on that, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Uh, so there's, a, there's a fun little cameo from Al Powell, of, uh, played by Reginald Vell Johnson, yeah. who was his... He like, literally sort of, phones in his lines. He sure That's does. true. Uh, uh, John McClane uh, takes some uh, fingerprints from one of the mercs he kills, and he sends that information out to Al in Using L.A. a 
fax machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that thing that you mostly get spam on and threw away 40 years ago. And it's also, uh, like, the third or fourth point in the movie where John McClane's like, Ugh, technology, no, thank you, thumbs yeah. down. Right? Which you think, oh, by the end of the movie, he's either going to, like, embrace technology or he's going to circumvent technology and that's how he wins, but... No, it just never comes up again. No, nope. yeah, it's just a minor irritation he has vis-a-vis technology. Correct. Yeah, if the movie was smart, he'd have plugged himself into the computer <laughs> and gone full lawnmower man oh. and taken the terrorists out from the please, inside. Please, please. Virtuosity. He would eat some glass to get into <laughs> silicon. Yeah, and then get in. Oh, man. We put the personalities of history's greatest serial killers into <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah. And he acts like a game show host. <laughs> uh, we'll so watch that movie someday. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, at this point, I guess it's where uh, the chief engineer and John McClane start embarking off with the SWAT team to get to the uh, well, John antenna Ma- yeah, array. The, the John chief- McClane's not with them at yeah, first. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the chief engineer... Uh, who- He's like, if we get to the antenna array, we can bypass the frequency that they're broadcasting on and we can tell the planes how to land. And yeah. he goes with the airport police SWAT team. Yeah. Now, they go into a classic video game choke point of exactly one... Uh, moving walkway. That's yeah. right. They all get on it, despite all of the feet of other walkways, <laughs> and the possession of feet themselves. They get about three quarters of the way down the moving walkway when a guy turns it off. That guy is also played by Robert Patrick, the T-1000. Nice. He turns it off, and then the guy, the, the one cop goes, Hey, <laughs> you turned that back on! As if they cannot no, walk. No, Which... Boy, uh, the times that I have flown and that I have logistically needed to make use of the moving walkways to catch my flight and just the dumpy families <laughs> who are just standing yep. across the walkway. All yeah. over it, not in a line. Ugh. Sitting on the rails. Stand Ugh. on the right, walk on the left. That's how it works. Not yeah. so hard. It even says so if you look down. Or up. Or just anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, signs abound for yeah. how those things work. I just know that Carmine Lorenzo will call them a bunch of jagoffs. Yeah, but his SWAT team promptly gets shot to pieces. Yeah, they're a bunch of jagoffs too. Yeah. They're all a bunch of jagoffs. <laughs> but yeah, the T-1000 shoots one guy in the head, which is enough to startle <laughs> all of the other hardened SWAT team members who begin to just... Fire wildly into the air. Yeah. Sure. They're also, it seems to be doing that thing in a cartoon where you try to take off, but you're moving too fast <laughs> yeah. and can't find purchase on the ground. Yeah. No. And they're just spinning in place, shooting. <laughs> yeah, so these like eight SWAT guys are obliterated by like two, three? Yeah, terrorists? three goons. Yeah. yeah. Now the third goon uh, finally gets the, the fucking airport engineer right where he wants him, and he's going to savor the kill. Yeah, meanwhile, John McClane at some point went downstairs and met, like, a janitor, and then he sent him down into a pipe because it's a diehard and he had to go through another pipe. Yeah. He spends the first, like, 30 minutes of this movie going, like... I can't believe I'm doing this again. Oh, my gosh. That is not some of the smarter writing in this movie. Uh, he climbs through the pipe. He uh, kicks open the fucking grate, which lands right on the head of a bad guy. Yeah, who was about uh, to kill then, the engineer. And then shoots him through the small hole in the, the grate. In the which grate. is great because... <laughs> great. Uh, it's fantastic because while oh, John McClane... Oh, great. Yeah. I gotcha. 
<laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> well, John McClane is shooting. That was some Dennis Miller shit. It was so right? smart. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really think about this comedy, fellas. Uh, but John McClane looks like he's taking a shit while he's shooting this terror. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He looks silly up there in the air grate shooting at people. There's a lot of really bizarre insert shots of Bruce Willis making just the most bizarrely wild faces. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I can't... I, I gotta... I'm gonna look this up because I want to know if this was filmed before or after Hudson Hawk. He's got a lot of, like, wide-eyed panic at a lot of different points. Yeah. Too. Well, and you can tell that he definitely, like, got the ear of the producers and was just like, nah, you gotta throw a shot of my face in this stunt or people won't think it's really me. <laughs> it wasn't really you. But the people will think it's me if they see my face. Yeah, but we know it's not you because your stunt double has three times the amount of hair. <laughs> uh, so this is pre- <laughs> Hudson Hawk, which means he's mugging to the camera to show people, guys, if you think this is crazy, wait till you see Hudson Hawk. <laughs> I'm going to mug for two hours. It's going to be great. It's Bruno! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he uh, eventually gets into a, honestly, a fucking, this shootout is super dragged out and kind of boring because it's mostly just Bruce Willis shooting at uh, a scaffold and then a guy on a scaffold shooting at Bruce Willis. And they both miss a ton a while ton. another guy has like eight magazines that jam. Well, here's the thing. Like all of his <laughs> magazines are trick magazines. He puts one in, he pulls the trigger, nothing happens, on and on he goes. Because Bruce Willis, this whole time, he is lying prone and then rolling over a whole bunch. Yeah. You're right. Everybody knows that gives you invincibility frames. Well, see, the thing is, you clip through the floor so yeah. your hitboxes aren't actually reachable. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. technically always a three-fourths cover. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, he's practically odd. Everyone's everyone's rolling with disadvantage on their <laughs> yeah. attacks. Yeah, uh, but he rolls under the <coughs> scaffolding to shoot upward at the terrorist, a la the first Die Hard. But the wood, much like the Borg, have adapted to his tactics. <laughs> and and unfortunately, the bullets pass. <laughs> you cannot change the frequency of a pistol. Yeah, no, it's he true. He didn't load any fucking quantum torpedoes <laughs> into his fucking Glock. Ooh, so quantum in, bullets. I gotta get quantum bullets. So instead, he just fucking... Lock phasers. Random frequencies. <laughs> instead, he just... Uh, uh, fucking shoves <laughs> over. The guy falls off first, and then this whole giant scaffold falls on him and cuts him in half. It destroys him. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I will say this about Die Hard 2. The kills in this movie are epic and brutal. There are some great kills in this movie. Uh, so, God, we spent so much time talking about Denim Troll. <laughs> it was a stroke of genius. It was a stroke, all right. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, friends, listeners, this is the epiphany episode of Body Counts and Beer. Yeah, on our story circle, this is where we're leaving our zone of comfort so that yeah. we can embark on the adventure. And I smell burnt toast. <laughs> so. Adventure coming. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, John McClane takes care of the, the goons, and the guy's like, we need to get out to that antenna! Cut to antenna exploding. 
And then cut to the bad guy, William Sadler, who plays Death in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, because he is all skull bones. Yeah, <laughs> that man has very little flesh on his face. Uh, he basically says, I told you not to do this, now you will be punished. And so they go into these, this uh, a plane's computer and change its... Sea like, level, sea uh, level, reading. yeah, the readings to be like two hundred feet, uh, uh, like lower than it lower, is or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's being piloted by Chief Miles O'Brien. Yep, from DS Nine. That's right. Uh, from Next Gen first. Oh True. yeah, fair. True, but really, DS Nine is his time to shine. He gets a lot more. He gets a lot more. Uh, a lot also, bigger role in DS Nine. I also think that, that he feels more DS Nine because he was not in any of the next gen movies. Yeah. yeah, by that point, he'd already moved on to the to DS Nine. Yeah, but he did have that sweet two episode arc on on Next Gen where his whole arc was. I'm racist against Cardassians. Yeah, Correct. he is. He is. To be fair, a lot of people are racist against the Cardassians. That's true. Many of them are not wrong to be. <laughs> yeah, they are heavily coded to be Nazis. Yeah. The Cardassians. Yeah, with cobra necks. Not yeah. great folks. Uh... He also gets married to that lady. Yeah. We don't. We never yeah. meet her until the day of their wedding. Yeah. And the day Why of her wedding. And the day of her wedding, she goes, "Hey, Data, we're best friends. <laughs> yes, we are. Can you tell my husband I don't want to marry him? No problem." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the the beauty of knowing a Data is that he is so naive and you know not hip to our human ways of manipulation. Sure. Yeah, you can just tell him whatever is true and he'll believe you. He'll do yeah. anything. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's a shame that Miles O'Brien didn't get to be one of the hobbits. Yeah, or maybe one of the dwarfs or something yeah, like that. He's yeah. got that look about him. Yeah. He is the mayor in Mystery Alaska. Does that count for anything? Nice. Mystery Alaska. No. That's a movie I haven't thought about in a really long time. No, that, that you doesn't have? count as anything, Mark. No, but no. there's only two things to do in Alaska. Play hockey and fuck. That's, That's the true. only line I remember from That's that true. movie. That's true. He's right. <laughs> Actually, I had a friend that uh, lived in Alaska for a little bit. Uh, and unfortunately, I think he was in like a suburb outside of Anchorage that was just riddled with speed freaks so, <laughs> in, in so, Alaska yeah. so he didn't get to work he only got to fuck <laughs> correct yeah bummer yeah. some of us don't get to work <laughs> so uh I mean yeah it's Alaska yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Alaska is like a really cold Arkansas Oh, True. absolutely. I'm pretty sure you may have case. noticed that they elected uh, Sarah Palin as the governor multiple times. Yeah. Well I, past the point you should have known better. I mean, I think they elected her because of her excellent eyesight. Remember, she could see Russia from her house. And that's, that's pretty good. She'd probably see them icebergs coming at you. That's right. Ooh. When you're in Alaska, that's a big Had she problem. been on the Titanic, it wouldn't have crashed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, terrorists, bl- oh yeah, so they like, we changed this plane. So this plane, uh, John McClane tries to save them by waving just fucking torches at them. Yeah. But they don't see it until the very last minute and it's too late. And they and it crash. fucking crashes and explodes. And everybody in the airport was like, I'm going to stay in this airport. <laughs> yeah. I think there's yeah. a good chance my flight's going to take off now. Because <laughs> it's one in, one out, right? That's how it goes. <laughs> One's in. <laughs> tens of thousands of people just stay in the airport. Hang out. Despite the fact that 238 people just exploded Mark, on a plane. As you know. 
from all of our emergency training, the safest place to be is an airport. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> all the glass windows. Yeah. You're right. You can see danger coming and prepare. Yeah. That's right. Every Chili's 2 is rated as a fallout shelter. <laughs> I forget. Well, they're serving those fucking sea rations all day. It better be. <laughs> I love the idea of going to a Chili's 2 and be like, oh, the fajitas, no problem. And they bring over a, a tin can, rip the key off of it. Yeah. And just fucking key back the top, slop it onto, into, a, into a bag with those little water-based ration heaters. Yeah. And they're like, give that like 30 minutes and it'll be warm. And you sit down at the bar next to a lot of 70-year-old men with anchor tattoos. <laughs> And all your drinks come in a powder form. <laughs> but the bag doesn't have a gusset, so you have to hold it the whole time, and it just gets warm. Yeah. I guess what we're saying is uh, we'd like to extend our thanks and appreciation to all service members. <laughs> Specifically those who serve at Chili's, too. Yeah. <laughs> the real front lines. Yeah. <laughs> the true essential workers. Yeah. I was there for unlimited haps. <laughs> you don't know what it was like. Oh, the humanity. Bucket margaritas, bottomless haps. Oh, I'm not going back. It was Grenada all over again. <laughs> three tours in an Applebee's. <laughs> they mi- they microwave their steak. Do you hear me? <laughs> I said, when we going home, Sarge? When we going home? He said... Shift change in an hour. An hour! <laughs> he said, when you're Applebee's, you're at home. <laughs> <sighs> Take that, Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> that's, a, that's Apocalypse. The, uh, the, those are scene selections from Apocalypse Now Redux. Redux. <laughs> you joke. But he just put out a new cut of Apocalypse Now. What? Yeah. That's not right. Yeah, it's called... It's longer than Apocalypse Now, but it's shorter than Redux. <laughs> so I can watch it somewhere between the rest of my life and right before I die. Buddy, I hate to inform you, there's a work print cut that is seven hours long. Which is almost as long as the longest cut of Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, boss, it's me, Val Kilmer. I see that uh, your uh, Alexander's doing an Irish accent. Should I do one too? Uh, yes, yeah, please do that. I should probably point out I'm incapable of doing an Irish accent, so I'm gonna talk like a these. It's all right. I'm Ridley Scott, and I'm incapable of directing a movie. <laughs> Untrue. It's Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone. Oh, Stone, right? Yeah, it is Ridley Oliver Scott. Stone. He did uh, Kingdom of Heaven. He also did uh, Gladiator. That's yeah. true. Yeah, Ridley Scott can direct a movie. He just, he just chooses, chooses not, not Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Because Kingdom of Heaven is a huge pile of shit. But Kingdom of Heaven director's, director's cut, cut is very it's good. It's so good. Really? Yeah. It's, oh, it's like night and day. It's legitimately a whole different movie. Yeah. I see. <laughs> nice. Die Hard 2! Die Hard 2! So a plane crashes, nobody gives a shit. Well, John McClane's very upset. John McClane's very upset. Carmine Lorenzo does not give a fuck. Fred Dalton Thompson is slightly bummed. 
Well, yeah. McLean is doing the whole end of Schindler's List where he's just, I could have saved more lives. <laughs> <laughs> he is a little bit. Uh, and so uh, then stuff happens. Um, it's rapidly all leaving. <laughs> My brain is just filling up with details for denim trolls. <laughs> the best possible future. Uh, and then uh, Fred Dalton Thompson, like he doesn't exactly put John McLean in charge, but they sort of are going to work with him now. Well, more. they call yeah. the army, yeah. and John Amos shows Which up. Which is fucking bananas, because remember, this airport was going to be receiving an international war criminal. Correct. There wasn't already a military liaison? No. Nope. They were just going to give him to fucking Dennis Franz? Yeah, DC Dennis. Metro, baby. Yeah, he was going to put him on the subway and take him to jail. He's going to walk out. He's going to like walk out to the thing like, hey, how are you doing? Welcome down to Washington, D.C. I'm Carmine Lorenzo. I have brought you Washington, D.C. Welcome gifts. That's right. An Italian sausage and an old style beer. So come on down inside. We'll have a seat. You want some hot mustard on that sausage? No ketchup, eh? <laughs> That's a Washington, D.C. thing. It's very important that you know how Washington, D.C. DC works. Yeah. Anyway, here's some tokens for the subway. <laughs> so yeah the army shows up and john amos is in charge and he's just like it's not mcdonald's it's mcdowell's uh, yeah because <laughs> coming to america yeah uh and he he is the one who goes mclean you're in charge yeah. <laughs> he's basically given unlimited martial power by a direct reportee to the president well fucking the head of the air traffic control division was just like Get me aluminum. I don't care if you have to kill someone for it. Yeah. That's because Fred Dalton Thompson gets shit done. He does specifically say beg, borrow, or kill. Beg, borrow, beg, no, it's borrow, steal, or kill. That's right. We don't borrow, even... steal, or kill. Don't ask. Yeah, don't bet. Don't ask. Get it. Take it back. Don't take it back. Kill him. I don't care. Just get it. So, like, you can barter for it. That's not a problem. Hey, I'll give you this. I'll give you my shirt for some aluminum. That's not going to work. Give me your fucking aluminum. That's not going to work. <laughs> I'm, I legally have to inform you that I have been given authorization <laughs> to use lethal force. For your aluminum. By who? The president? No. The air traffic controller. <laughs> By God, get the air traffic <laughs> controller on the phone now! So, uh, so, air traffic controller, though, is still the highest paying job you can get without a college degree. Well, they, they tell, like, John McClane and Dennis Franz to, you know, fuck off a little bit, but then it's the chief engineers, like John McClane. I think I know where these guys might be. That's right. He So uh, they go on an independent mission. Yeah, that's right. They splinter off. Uh, this whole time they've been in this fucking church. Uh, uh, the, the church in the have been. Yeah, yeah. this church in the middle of the like, airport. It's not like a fucking twist where, like, oh no, <laughs> you right. We've been in a church the whole time. Yeah, no, right? God's <laughs> real mad. Yeah. No, well, it, when they the establishing shot of the church is that it's a church sitting like near an airfield in the middle of nowhere. But then when John McClane and uh, the chief engineer go there, it's like at the end of a neighborhood and there are houses nearby. Yeah, there's yeah. like a, it's like a little like airport shanty town area. Yeah, yeah. So he goes well, that's there. That's the company town. 
You get paid in script. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, it's so that those cutthroat capitalists don't bleed you dry when you're going to spend your paycheck. I'd rather get paid in shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, I just recently discovered that you can deep fry shrimp using cornstarch instead of flour. Changed oh, my so life. Oh, so much crispy. Oh, yeah. oh so yeah, good. Totally can. I'm, uh, I, I was talking, I was telling D, uh, that yesterday, uh, as of this recording, Recording yesterday, <laughs> time has no meaning. Every day is today. But we were we were watching like an old episode of Kitchen Nightmares, and they were talking. They had this guy here, a pub. It was an English episode. He's like, I made a fucking fancy shrimp cocktail, and it was like like three shrimp and then like a weird shrimp salad. It was like real strange. And I was like, man, here's the deal. I want to be able to go into a restaurant and be like, give me a shrimp cocktail. Behold the cocktail. Just give me a pile of shrimp. Can, what, I, whatever can I order shrimp, it by the bucket, please? Yeah, whatever shrimp you were going to hang on that glass, throw the glass away. I don't need your <laughs> sauce. Take the five shrimp there, put them on a plate in a pile. Don't fucking put them all flat against the plate. There better be some height on that piece <laughs> of shit. Yeah. And just bring me a pile of shrimp. If I... I, I want there to be a restaurant just called Pile O Shrimp. And you walk in and they say, how high? And I go, six inches. And they go, have a seat. And then a couple of minutes later, let me show, let me just six inches straight. of shrimp show up. And the, like, the, like, the maitre d' takes your order in this idea. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. I want to walk in and they say, how high? And I go, Peter North. And they go, nine inches? I go, yeah. <laughs> I go in, I say, give me the John Holmes special. I don't know why I'm comparing them all to old porn dicks, but I am. I want 12 inches of shrimp. I don't want any sauce. Just cook it just enough so that it's cold, but still fucking cooked. Yeah. Ooh, no, no, no. But you gotta be able to order it with or without, and the with or without is garlic butter. Mm. Ooh, see... I don't like garlic butter on my shrimp. Then you get it without and I get it with, you Do you idiot. put anything on your shrimp? Shrimp! <laughs> More shrimp! I got a I little take shrimp, a shrimp on shrimp. Because, you know, shrimp's like a, the hook of the sea. Yeah. True. You just can chain up a bunch of shrimp. <laughs> it's just a Mobius strip of shrimp. Nah, man, it's like Ghost Rider's chain. <laughs> Sounds more I like hook a... people with it and I stare at them and they can see all the shrimp that I've eaten. <laughs> It sounds more like sausage links from old Disney cartoons, where it's just a never-ending running of them. Yes, but yeah. shrimp. What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, you know, I gotta be honest with you. There are a lot of places in the southeast that will serve you that much shrimp, but they probably won't bring it to you in old dick proportions. It'll just be like a little platter, and when you finish it, they'll bring you another. Can I? Can I order it by? Do I have to order it by like weight? Because I don't want to have to do no, math. It's all you can eat, baby. You come in, they give you a platter, you eat it, you keep going. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's the way to do it. Is it like Korean barbecue where you got to flip your sign over no, when you're done? No, no, no. That's too much effort for us in the Southeast. <laughs> <laughs> We're more of a yes, ma'am. <laughs> when we don't want anymore. See, that's the thing, though. Is like I don't want to have to inconvenience another person to bring me my shrimp. I want to just make eye contact with the server and just say, look. Just bring me as much shrimp as you feel comfortable putting down on one table. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, I used to go. We used to go to uh, Red, when we lived in the burbs. We would go to Red Lobster when they would do like their oh, never yeah. shrimp yeah. feast. Yeah, shrimp fest. And you would go there and like An American I, tradition. And I would it's sit down. Too commercialized. Yeah. Oh wow! Look ever at this s- guy. Doesn't like the jingles anymore <laughs> hey, on the look, fucking Red Lobster. Ever since we got past the initial four iterations of shrimp that you could order, which were fried, scampi, boiled. And shrimp fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. That was it. Ever since they added fucking coconut shrimp oh, and yeah. shrimp on a skewer and yeah. all that bullshit. It that, fu- like, they fucking shrimp? sold yeah. out, bro. It's all right, all right. But anyways, Granted, we would go... Granted, I have done this in ages. We would go all the time, and I would walk in, and I would be like, I would like the endless shrimp, please. And they were like, how would you like it? I was like, I want one shrimp scampi to start, and then everything else is just going to be fried shrimp. Mm. And they, I, they were like, okay. And I was like, can you just bring me out, like, four fried shrimp right now and she would say no we're only allowed to give you two plates of shrimp at a time oh wow and i would say okay and they would show up and i would take the bowl of scampi and i would dump it onto the plate of fried <laughs> shrimp and i would say i'm done with this one i need more shrimp <laughs> and she would go all right and Deal. so it began nice. I, just, I love how it's like passover where there's this whole like story for <laughs> like everybody you need knows- to leave empty yeah. shrimp bowl out for elijah <laughs> yeah just everybody's got their part that they know to reenact the ritual of the shrimp. You can only have two plates at a time. And here's here's the thing to really remember. Where do all those shrimp come from? A giant monster in the sea whose skin is shrimp. It's shrimp trolls. That's right. The year is 2084. The future. Oh, I love it. Denim Trolls 3. The water level. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. I got a whole franchise here, guys. I feel like we need to workshop some of the sequels. How dare you? <laughs> uh, so, Die Hard 2 is a movie where terrorists happen. I think we made it to the church. Yeah, yeah, they're at yeah, the church. At the church. Uh, uh, John McClane gets there. Uh, there's a little bit of like a punch-up sh- sort of shootout with a, a, a goon. And then the army shows up. And uh, there's like a shootout. But everyone inside the church is like, bah, bah, no, sir, bah, And they switch their guns uh, from red clips to blue clips yeah uh and they just start like shooting and like oh there's a firefight and the army's Uh, like please there was a firefight oh blanks yeah yeah Yeah, it turns out they're blanks blanks. we find that out a little later this is a pretty sweet jet ski chase that happens for a little while Uh, pretty okay jet ski chase i gotta be honest i'm just saying in comparison to everything else in the movie it's pretty sweet that's true because the only cool thing that's happened so far was a plane blowed up. Yeah. And an a old lady. deaths. Yeah. And an old lady talked about fucking tasing her dog. Yeah. And it couldn't, it limped for a week. It limped for a week. <laughs> yep. Uh, good old lady. Yeah. Meanwhile. She's on the side of technology, which correct. again is a running theme that they drop immediately. <laughs> we should, meanwhile, we should point out that on the on Holly's plane is also a shithead reporter from Die Hard 1. Oh, you mean EPA guy from Ghostbusters. Yeah. 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 Uh, the fucking guy who ruins the biodome in Biodome, I guess. Yeah. You know that guy that nobody likes. I have not thought of Biodome in like 20 years. Oh, dude, go ahead and forget. <laughs> yeah, just re-forget. No, but that had a uh, fucking Polly Shore and a uh, dude from Firefly who turns out to be a giant piece of shit in real life. Oh, no, 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 no. It's Stephen guys. Baldwin. 
Oh, Stephen Baldwin's in Biodome? Stephen Baldwin is the other half of Biodome. Gotcha. For some reason, I had I had put the Baldwin from Firefly. Yeah, it's not Adam Baldwin. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Oh, is that the Baldwin from Firefly? Yeah, and he's not one of like, the can... Baldwins. <laughs> yeah, he's no. just a He's an unrelated Baldwin. He's just a guy named Baldwin. It's Stephen Baldwin and Polly Shore, the two main In Biodome. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Adam Baldwin's in Biodome. Uh, you would know more than I. I, again, have not thought about this movie in 40 years. That's I'm in the probably future. Longer. Yeah, I was about to say. I think yeah. I like that movie was from the early 90s. Um, uh, no, but I like when you see guys like that who consistently play like just terrible characters, but they're always in the movie, so you know that that guy's like a consummate professional and a pleasure to work with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Or, or he has the best coke. Sure. It's one of those Yeah. Things. Uh, so anyways, he's on the plane too, and somehow him and his other reporter buddy have intercepted, like, the... Well, one of them's got a fucking ham radio that he was allowed to bring on the plane <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Well, because there was nothing outlawed on planes back then. True. That's yeah, very remember, true. Yeah, remember, there's an old lady who not only has her taser with her, she turns it on. Yeah. <laughs> She creates the arc. Yeah. She's ready to go. And the flight attendant is just like, yo, who wants a free bottle of champagne? Yeah. Uh, that's because she finds out Holly hauled off and punched the guy two years ago. Yeah, because he's She's been like, a huge douche. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's on the plane too. They managed to intercept the message going out from the chief engineer who fixes this thing, that terrorists have done all this stuff, and now he's reporting on it live, and then everyone, they play that live in the airport, and everyone in the airport finally freaks the oh, fuck yeah, out. Oh, yeah, no. Not when the plane exploded. Dude, when the news came on. Yeah. Well, what I love is he starts his news report by saying, we're trapped up in this plane. There was uh, an explosion in a plane earlier, and we thought all of the problems were normal problems. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not normal problems. They're abnormal problems. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the thing, like, a normal problem is like, oh, man, the fucking Not Cinnabon. enough shrimp. No, the Cinnabon gave me, like, cold icing yeah. to put on. That's oh. a normal problem. Yeah. A plane exploding is a very abnormal problem. That's true. That's true. Unless... But I can use that fire to heat up my you could frosting. The, you could. Yes. You could. Okay. You could run out onto the tarmac. Ooh, and... but be real. It's like browning butter. There's a very fine line between done right. and burned. Yeah, and well, you, you, you don't You are cooking the... it on bodies. Sure. So maybe keep the cap on so as to keep the smell out. No, no, no. Take the cap off and then you absorb the strength <laughs> of all the people oh. you're eating. That's right. <sighs> mm. You get that protein smell. Yeah, that mystical right. sense. Yeah. Get all their souls in the Cinnabon. Yeah, I'm going to Shang Tsung that yeah. shit but into yeah. my Cinnabon. <laughs> into the frosting. Once you defeat the Cinnabon, it morphs into all the people it's been before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of a shootout, and then John McClane gets on a, a jet, uh, not a jet, a, j- a s- snowmobile. Snow, snowmobile, yeah. yeah. We have a a snow jet ski. <laughs> but, uh, he charges right at Colonel Stewart, and they shoot the fuck out of his snowmobile, and he jumps over a truck and it blows up. Yeah. Uh, we also missed the part where John McClane, uh, uh, the bad guy's plane lands, uh, John McClane. Oh yeah, the most famous scene in the movie. Yeah, we, this was like an hour before this. The bad guy's <laughs> plane finally lands. John McClane meets it on the tarmac, punches his way into it, shoots the bad guy in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and then the the other bad guys show up and they leave him in there and he locks himself into the cockpit and they're like, "All right, let's shoot him out." So they just start blowing holes into this military aircraft yeah. with small arms fire. 
Bullshit. Well, here's the thing. I mean, with the military-industrial complex being what it is, I'm sure they skimped on whatever alloy they're using for that cargo <laughs> sure. plane. And it's one of them a... Boeing cargo planes. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a Valverde plane. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably mostly made out of cocaine. Mm. And the bones of people commando killed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, they, they shoot a bunch of holes in it. And then William Sadler, bad guy, goes, How many grenades does everybody has? Then they 80-yard in a line of a guy going, Two apiece! <laughs> and then they throw like a million grenades into the <laughs> cockpit with like eight-minute timers. Buddy, I did not go through Aztec on Secret Agent to unlock unlimited ammo so that I could be frugal with my grenades. <laughs> uh, so John McClane uh, uh, just sits there and watches as 30 grenades get thrown into right. his room and goes, Oh, no! Well, here's the thing. The grenades are all on, like, three-minute timers. Easy. Right. Uh, finally, he gets into uh, an eject seat and ejects himself out uh, through a hey, hole in the gift. top of the plane. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, like, that gift out anyway. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. Where John McClane is like, put on your 3D glasses. Whoa. Yeah. With some of the worst mat lines I've ever oh, seen. Oh, mercy. It's not, not only a good are one. the mat lines terrible, but he goes straight up, and then when he falls, he falls sharply to the right. Yeah, yeah it's very clear that somebody took his film cell and just pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that's enough of that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he lands here. like 80 feet away, and then the police show up, and then the bad guys go to the church. Back to church, shootout, back to snowmobile. Fight, 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 fight. Oh, no, it turns out that the army guys were in on it. John yeah. Amos was a bad guy the whole time. So yeah, it turns out the terrorists uh, are angry because we keep turning our back on the fucking fascist despots that we install in Latin America to fight the communists. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, then the, we get Oof. a shot of, like, the army guys and and John Amos is just... One of the guys in there is just like, oh, this is better than Panama. And then a guy's like, oh, I wish I was there with you. And John Amos goes, me too. He goes, really, Sarge? He goes, yeah, because then I wouldn't have to do this. And then slits his fucking throat. Yeah, because in fucking Panama, I guess they made a tontine. Yeah, they had a tontine, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that wouldn't, make, that wouldn't make sense because no. that guy wouldn't be part of the tontine. Absolutely none of them killing this soldier makes any sense. Why would they have just one soldier randomly who's not already in on the take? Yeah, that's a good question. They had to put him there because it was a high-stakes outfit. They knew someone was going to die, and they're going to (laughs) turn him into a RoboCop, John. It's not hard. The RoboCop program is expanding beyond Detroit (laughs) all the time. OCP's got apples in everyone's baskets. So at this point... That's uh, that phrase, right? Yeah. Yeah. Apples in all your baskets. (laughs) Yep. I'm smart. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I mean, that's still better than all of the RoboCop sequels we actually got. That's true. Definitely. That's true. Uh, So, uh, John McClane and Dennis Franz hop in a police car. They're going to go over there and find those guys. Well, first, John McClane runs all the way back to the basement, yells at the janitor, goes up to Dennis Franz's office, and he's like, They're bad guys. And Dennis Franz is like, I don't give a shit what you got to say, (laughs) McClane. Unless you're coming in here with some Vienna beef franks. And a White Sox jersey. I don't give a shit. This is Washington, D.C. That's how we do things here. 
You go get me the thickest pizza you can find. That's DC, baby. And then then John McClane's like, oh, yeah? And he pulls out his fucking Tech 9 or whatever and just starts firing it wildly. By the way, surrounded by armed police officers. Police officers who all draw their weapons on John McClane at this point. But I guess they wait for the dust to clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turns out they were all blanks. And this is where... Carmine Lorenzo's had too much. Yeah, now he's pissed. We're gonna kick some fucking ass, he He's, says. He says, this is how we do things in Bridgeport. I mean, Washington, <laughs> D.C. Yeah. So they start to go out and immediately run their car into a taxi cab. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so John McCain is, runs over to a reporter and he's like, you got one of them reporting helicopters, even though it's a blinding snowstorm. And they're and like, it's sure. An, and it's at an airport. I'm pretty fucking sure that's a no-fly zone for civvies. <laughs> Bad news. All the rules are out. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they get in the news helicopter, uh, and he's like, you got to land it on that plane. The, ba- the bad guy's got a plane now. Yeah, the bad guy's running 747, and they are running down the runway trying to take off. And he's like, you got to get in front of the plane. I'm not playing chicken with the plane. And this goes on for an oh, interminable wow. too yeah. long. And then he's fr- like, fuck it, drop me on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. He pulls up right on top of the wing. John McClane jumps out, stands on, again, the wing of a speeding plane. Yeah, yeah. And to get it to well, stop he's it. Halfway there. Whoa, whoa. God damn it. Living on a prayer. Oh, I thought you were gonna I thought you were getting onto leaving on a leaving on a jet plane. No, he'll be back again. Yeah, gotcha. In Die Hard Three. <laughs> So he, uh, to stop the plane from taking off... He shoves his jacket into the airlines. Yeah! <laughs> that works. And then they send John Amos out to fight him on the wing of, again, a speeding airplane. Yeah. Which, like, there's... N- the way aerodynamics work, there is no way there can be enough friction on that wing for people to survive. New. Sure, no. But New. they have a full-on fist fight. Yeah, they do. Uh, which lasts for a pretty good long time until John McClane fucking throws John Amos off the wing and he gets sucked into an engine. Yeah. Which was enough for Sully's plane to have to make a miracle on the Hudson happen. And that wasn't even a guy. That, that was, was just a, a bird. Yeah. Right. But this guy... Yeah, that plane got Fabio'd and had to go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one got John Amos and is like, I'm still yeah, going. Whatever. Hey man, in the 80s they just made better planes. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. They may probably have, yeah. right. You may have noticed all the different plane airline brands as if they were competition in the market. Oof, but they all <laughs> compete to build the best and safest planes for the most amount of money, right? Yeah, yeah Boeing right? did it with that one plane, right? <laughs> was it the 767? Or the 737? Seven, 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 yeah, that's right. The, fucking... the one that kept landing safely, right? Yeah. <laughs> with safely. no onboard errors at all? Yeah. <laughs> so anyways... Thanks, Reagan, for deregulating air travel. Yeah. So anyways, John Amos gets sucked into a plane, and his blood gets shot out the back, and then William Sadler comes out, and he literally says, now it's time for the main event. <laughs> yeah, which I appreciated, because I didn't know if there was going to be another fight. Well, we had the mini-boss fight, and now <laughs> yeah. it's time for the, the boss, boss fight. fight. Yeah. You can tell it's a boss fight, because his knife has a fucking, like, knuckle guard yeah. on it. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, to protect his precious little knuckles. Yeah. And also um, to help you punch with metal. Yeah, not that he uses his knife too much. He mostly does his naked Tai Chi with clothes on this time. Yeah. Right. He does well, to of... be fair, he does use his knife until John McClane bites his finger off. That's yeah, true. that does happen. 
meanwhile, finally, uh, William Sandler gets the best of John McClane and kicks him off the goddamn plane, but not before John McClane rips open the fuel dump. Yeah. Hole. Yeah, you know, where you dump out all your fuel. Yeah. Like, you just don't feel like having that much fuel anymore. Yeah. Take a fuel dump. <laughs> to the fuel dump. I gotta get some fresh fuel in here, but I'm blocked up with all this old fuel. Get some fuel dump. <laughs> Is it just prunes? No, <laughs> it, it's uh, soylent, but it's purple. Oh no! Because it's got prunes in it. Ooh, it'll help me code. Yeah, well, on the shitter. <laughs> fuel dump. <laughs> so working uh, from home. He dumps the fuel. Uh, falls off the air, uh, the speeding airplane. Somehow doesn't die. Cause he rolls, you guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, John, I, I, I would like to point to the the evidence that doesn't work by pointing to the movie uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta roll when you hit the ground. But they do, and they both die. Cause they're cartoon characters. <laughs> John McClane is real. <laughs> so John McClane uh, gets up. Uh, he pulls out a Zippo lighter. Uh, he notices that there's having a perfect line of gasoline leading to the plane. Yeah. He says his famous catchphrase, yippee Kaye, motherfucker, throws his lighter into the snow, which is filled with gas. The gas shoots off yeah. faster than In the plane. perfect straight line. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, to the point that when the plane takes off, it actually goes in the air and catches the plane yeah. and fucking blows it up. It blows the whole goddamn plane up. Doesn't just blow out an engine or a wing. The whole goddamn plane. Yep. Blows yeah. up. Then John McClain, and then uh, uh, that fiery wreck is just enough light for Halley's plane to land. And they're like, they used the fire! They used the goddamn fire! And then the 80 yard line of a guy going, they can all do that! <laughs> And, and then all of the planes just line up like buses yeah. and start landing. <laughs> Clearly the original cut of this had Holly's plane land and then go to credits. And some test screening was just like, what about all the other planes? <laughs> Do they make it too? <laughs> we literally have to watch like eight planes land. Yeah. And while John McClane in the middle of an active runway is just stomping in the snow going... Holly! Yeah. Like yeah, he's Rocky. Doing some Rocky. Yeah. He's doing some Rocky. Yeah. Some Rocky too. Eventually, Holly, uh, they, they, he wa- finds her plane, even though he knew it was the first plane. Yeah. Uh, they get together. Uh, at some point, she tases fucking asshole reporter guy. Yeah, so um, he's laying out being a shit Then bird. creepy janitor man shows up with his golf cart in the middle of the snow, and he's like, well, let's go home. <laughs> Put him on a golf cart going. Before they leave, Dennis Franz, for all his heroism, is going to forgive that parking ticket. Yeah, he goes... Which he... doesn't super work because they impounded the car. <laughs> they still have to go get the car from the impound. And he's now he has generous. No... He's got to still pay the impound fee. <laughs> oh. He just doesn't have to pay the ticket. But now that he doesn't have the ticket, he has no record right that that's his car. <laughs> It's truly the biggest fuck you oh, from Dennis France. Dennis France has been showing us his ass for years, guys. <laughs> he came out and he's like, Hey, McLean, I'm going to rip off your ticket. That's done and you're done, okay? And then after this, we're going to go down to Soldier's Field. We're going to go catch a Bears game. I'm gonna. Uh, we're going to have some Connie's Pizza and uh, another Chicago thing. I'm DC! Yeah! <laughs> Let it snow credits. Yeah, buddy. Yep. 
And then the worst matte painting of an airport you've ever seen. It's yeah. Nothing is in proportion and all the color is washed out. <laughs> oh, man. So that is the end of Die Hard 2, Die Harder. And it is now time for Bullet Points. Pew, pew. Our first bullet point is body count. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count at Die Hard 2, Die Harder is? 275. Ooh, okay. Man, I was going to go with the considerably lower 250. Wow. All right, playing by Price's Right rules. Patrick, you're the winner. Yes! Wait, what did you say again? 250. Yeah, you are the winner. (laughs) Woo! Man, that was dangerous. Judges. It's 274. Ha! John, you went one over. And that, John, that, John, means you were the wrongest. (laughs) You couldn't have been more wrong. Patrick, God, I'm so glad I'm so good at this. You're that asshole that when it comes to Final Jeopardy, you bet one dollar. Yeah. Can I, I just want to say something. As the person who edits this podcast, Patrick, you have picked up a, an awful habit of whenever you want to get louder, <laughs> leaning into the microphone. And as Take a, that. <laughs> Now I know. Well, that's why we have this pop filter on, right? It regulates how loud it gets. <laughs> that's absolutely correct. It's like, it's like putting a pillow over the fucking microphone. John, I'm already recording this at a twenty deci- <laughs> a negative twenty decibel cut. Because <laughs> if I didn't, every time Patrick leaned in, the microphone would weep. <laughs> Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's going to bring us to our next bullet point Best kill Best kill Mark best kill Oh, no, oh gonna guys it. it's going to be when uh, Definitely when the fucking Giant uh, uh, scaffolding. scaffolding Cuts that guy in half All right, that's, it's that's a good one Pretty great because it gets shoved over And it shatters his Fucking ribcage, yeah. his lungs, it his does, spine. It does, it, like, the two pieces of the scaffolding, like, one gets his neck, the other gets his abdomen. Yeah, yeah. like, he is, like, chopped up like a lady in a, one of them magician boxes yeah. with a saw. Yeah. Only there's no putting her back together now. And he gets, like, a second or two to scream about how he's about to die, too. It's pretty great. Nah, it's a good one. I like being I like being okay with people dying. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrorists, Mark. You're right. John, best kill. Ooh, so when John McClane is approaching the fucking church hideout of the terrorists, uh, it's super snowy out and there's icicles abound. So when he gets into some fisty cuffs... Oh, like, no, I forgot! Yeah. Oh, I know this was mine. I was like, oh, Mark's going to take... Oh, he took the scaffolding one. That's fine. Wait, hold on. I forgot to pull the Patrick. Oh, no, I forgot! Yeah, get in there. <laughs> I'm going to stay a reasonable distance and try no, to no. modulate my Get body. in there. Okay. Uh, but he's getting into a fist fight, and the, the other guy's got him on the ropes. He's like... Pinned him down, so John McClane reaches for an icicle and stabs him through the eye. It's so good. Not only is it a cool kill because it's like real squishy and gory, but also when that icicle melts, Sherlock Holmes will not know what the murder <laughs> weapon was. That's right. It's the ultimate weapon. Yeah. 
wielded by the ultimate warrior. <laughs> oh, the ultimate warrior. That's right. I was watching a bunch of... I was writing a, a, a sketch and I was wa- re- uh, about wrestling promos and I was uh, watching a bunch of ultimate warrior wrestling promos and they are fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, you've seen him on Arsenio Hall, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He will not break kayfabe and he's just, those who know me in the ring can call me warrior. <laughs> and Arsenio Hall is just like, <laughs> okay. There's there's one the promo that I looked up where he just goes, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior is real fun to go back to. Oh, oh man. Boy. Uh, so anyways, uh, Patrick, best kill. Uh, I'm gonna go with the first kill of the movie, which is, uh, the guys in the luggage department, and, uh, John McClane has one of the guys on, like, one of the conveyor belts, and it's going up into some weird crunching. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, I don't know what this machine is supposed to do, but it's not big enough to pass a person through. It but... flattens your luggage while <laughs> you wait. Right. It's there to break all the glassware you brought back with you from vacation. But, uh, this guy, uh, John McClane, shoves him into it. And it explodes and electrocutes him. I'm yeah. sorry. So it's like an electrocuting, exploding smash death. I'm sorry, did you say John McCain? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. American hero, John McCain. Oh, I thought you meant John McCain, the guy who makes all those potato products in Canada. That's McCain's. Are they McCain's? I thought they were McCann's. It's whatever. Shut up. <laughs> Go to hell. It's it's we're moving on. It's time for war crimes. War crimes. Uh, Patrick, tell me about some war crimes and die hard too. Die harder. Ooh. Shouldn't be hard. It's almost wall to wall war crimes. <laughs> it's almost one hundred percent war crimes. Uh, I'm gonna go with having terrorists. Uh, take over your entire airport and still not calling the military until the plane <laughs> crashes. Yeah. Oh, I thought I'm yeah, going to go yeah. war crime. Yeah. Well, because you got to understand. I don't think that they had the authority to deal with those problems. No, no, no. You got to understand. Reputations were on the line, That's Patrick. absolutely true. That's absolutely That's true. right. The airport police <laughs> have a reputation for do, getting shit right. Yeah. So come on with me. We're going to get out at State and Jackson. We're going to ride it up to the Chicago Theater. And we're going to go see the band Chicago play a concert in Washington, D.C. Because that's where I'm from. I'm Carmine Lorenzo. <laughs> you know what? We don't actually know if the movie says he's from D.C. He could be having his own Die Hard adventures where in Chicago <laughs> he saved fucking Sears Tower from a hostage situation. You're absolutely right. That's why he won't take uh, John McClane's bullshit. I like to think that he's the truant officer that got sent after Ferris Bueller. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What? Right? That's the Ferris Bueller song. <laughs> what? I guess. Yeah, the famous Ferris Bueller song. Yeah, wait, the only two we all had to learn it in our Ferris Bueller fan club. The only two Ferris Bueller songs I remember is the song when they're heading downtown and the songs are <laughs> City Downtown. And isn't beep, there... beep, beep, beep. 
big city. And then later on, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, day bow bow. Day bow bow. Day bow bow. Then there's also Ferris Bueller song. And how did that go again? Yeah, give me that one more time. It's like Oh, I think you're thinking of the chase song at the end where he's like running through all the things. Yeah, the Ferris Bueller song. Yeah, and I that's... could not make it more clear for you. But that it goes like this. That's not how I remember it. There's like heavy breathing on the song. Hey, John, war crimes. I'm going to say... The uh, endless meddling that America is doing in the uh, fucking top-down regime change in Latin America. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Which, like, hey, fun fact. Like, three days ago, American mercenaries tried to overthrow Venezuela. Venezuela. They sure did. No, no, no. They just tried to help those guys. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's... Please, if you haven't read into it, it's... Crazy! It's a stupid fucking man. I can't wait for the Judd Apatow, Will Ferrell movie of it that comes out yeah. in ten years because that's the only way you can make that movie. Yeah, yeah. it is turbo bananas. It's so crazy. Boy, howdy! The leader of it is a uh, heavy into QAnon. Yeah, <laughs> good for him. Oh, boy. Uh, Mark, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, giving John McClane powers of army. <laughs> totally reasonable. Uh, considering that this guy is, I think, at best a sergeant. He's like, been a cop well, in two no. big cities. So here's no, the no, no, thing. Not, not, no, no, not, 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 not Carmen Lorenzo. No. I'm talking about John Amos. He's the sergeant oh, that yeah, they send. Yeah. But here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about D.C. Because it is technically a district, it is not a state or a commonwealth. True. When you invoke martial law, you have to give all authorities thereof to the highest-ranking California officer. Oh, you're right. Mm, That's yeah, because yeah. yeah. they're the most populous state. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Noted. Uh, <laughs> for God's sake, he literally just like you're in charge here, McLean. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably so that you can have plausible deniability <laughs> yeah, right. if this all goes sideways. For all the explode explodes. They've already had one plane crash and explode. Yeah, it was a yeah. British plane, though. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> Those limey bastards had it coming. <laughs> Ooh, with our figgy pudding. Just because you had a Y at the end doesn't make it slang England. Bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is Die Hard 2 Die Harder an action movie? Man, that's a, a little bit of a tough call. I'm going to go with just barely yes. It's got some great kills. It's got some pretty good action sequences. The whole idea is to move it around this action plot. They don't weigh you down too much. But there's a lot of nothing happening and a lot of wandering around an airport. That's true. John, is Die Hard 2 Die Harder an action movie? I'm going to say yes, but it feels almost like a Coen Brothers version of an action movie where all of the action is happening around the main plot. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like John McClane and his like protagonist journey feels 
wholly separate of all of the actions going on around him. Yeah, yeah every time he checks back in with Carmine Lorenzo, like everybody in the airport police lounge are like freaking out about something completely different. Yeah. yeah. Probably that plane that exploded. <laughs> yeah, probably that plane that exploded. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're going to do Die Hard at an airport, that's a really compelling premise. Because, again, you've got all the international travel. Yeah. You've got a heavily, you know, trafficked uh, building. Then make it like a fucking lockdown movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't make it this weird, all of the planes have to stay in the sky. Because then, again, like... John McClane has to go out to the fucking suburbs to get his shooting on. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> True facts, yeah. Uh, Mark, is Die Hard 2 Die Hard or an action movie? I will say, yeah, I think it is. Um, it's definitely probably the uh, third worst and also third best Die Hard. It's right there in the middle. <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, well, we've got, we're up to what, five Die Hards? Yeah. There's five Die Hards. And, and like, I think the ranking would have to be like Die Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Die Hard 2, then whatever the last I would, one is. I would is. say that... And then uh, Live Free or yeah. Die Hard at the bottom. No, I would say that fucking Live Free or Die, Die Hard 4, I think, goes above Die Hard 2 for me. Wow, you think so? It's wow. pretty fun. Nice. Because it leans, it like, leans into... You just took out a helicopter with a car. I was out of bullets. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's so fucking over the top. That's true. I guess I guess I rank it lower because it's like so much not a diehard movie. Correct. Yes, but it's still like fun. Nice. That's true. That's nice. true. That's nice. true. But yeah, the last diehard movie is just fucking oh. terrible. Yeah. Well, I don't think I saw the last. That's one. what we get it's for diehard in Russia. Oh God. Yeah. Those yeah, don't ask. harder. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's going to take us to final reviews of Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Patrick. Nah, they got to bring Johnny Mac back. John. <laughs> Sorry, it's just his answer seemed to throw you, Mark. <laughs> it did. Because uh, I was like, but they do bring it back. <laughs> they do. Then that's that it gets immediately better. Absolutely true. Yeah, I think it just, uh, it's a it's a fine movie, you know what I mean? Like, it's maybe four out of ten. It's okay. I think its biggest sin is the fact that it is sandwiched between two iconic diehards. Die yeah. yeah. The two Johnny Max. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mark, final review of Die Hard 2, Die Harder. I will say this. I, uh, this movie is better than I remember it. Because I remember it being an absolute disaster of a shit show of a fuck stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead it was just kind of like a, oh yeah, that's yeah. a that's a movie. Yeah. It's like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. It's disappointing, but like, I'll watch it if it's on TNT. Yeah. Sure. That's about it. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this uh, uh, episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Carmine Lorenzo. I'm looking forward to Denim Trolls. It's me, Mr. Denim Troll. Look out under your pillows. You might find some denim. You're not very All foolish. right, Bumble. Hold him down. <laughs> oh, no. Snick, snick. I just want to point out that, John, you're not, you're not very trollish, and you're always wearing flannel. Oh, there we go. Flannel trolls. Yeah. We got it. Ooh, with their master boss, Al Borland. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Not, not Richard Carr, no, no. the character Al, Al Borland. Correct. Yeah, it takes so, place in the Home Improvement Universe. <laughs> once, yeah, yeah. Once they, once we have finally, uh, like, fucking pacified the denim trolls, then we have to go out to an isolated Illinois suburb <laughs> where, oh no, 
the flannel is encroaching. Oh yeah, because we just we built a, a freeway through their only natural habitat. So right. the only place they have left to go is our backyards. Yeah, and it's a it's a, a Al Borland Rat King situation. <laughs> <laughs> And he's so got like, like 50 Al Borlands no, combined? No, he's got or like 50 flannels combined to make an Al Borland. That's my thing. It's one Al Borland, but he's commanding an army of flannel-clad men without mouths. <laughs> so he's like he's like the mummy, where he can control the sand, but he's controlling the flannel. Yeah, but it's the flannel army. Ooh, see, here's the thing. So like the Wilsons. denim. The denim is like tough and hard, but it makes a solid target. The tricky thing about the flannel, it blips and bleezes all over. Also... The flannel and John don't take this personally. Yeah, very seductive. True. So comforting. So soft. Ooh. So here's the, here's the here's the quick breakdown. The denim is like the zombies, where they have terror in numbers. Yeah. Yes. But the flannel, that's like vampires. Yeah. That's they're right. very svelte. They're very agile. They're very hard to kill, and they're very hard to resist. They slip into your bed at night and make you feel cozy and warm. But the right? only time you can defeat them is the summer. When it's too warm to wear them. True facts. So he's got to lure the denim to fucking Miami. Where he teeps up with Crockett. Who's just gotten done defeating the shrimp troll. That's right. No, wait. It the was coke troll. Inter- no, no. It was an interquel the whole time. That's true. It's like a fucking 10 Cloverfield Lane situation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I like yeah. it. I like it. All right. And uh, that's going to do it. I'm Mark Rosendahl. Patrick Rowling. Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Ribble Highway Bromley, John Bermuda Grace Rooney Taylor, and Mark Jack Reed Badgevana Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, everywhere but Spotify, basically. And leave us a rating and leave us a review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.